HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Gene Genie. Yeah, baby. We're all over. All right. Oh, lives on his back. He lives on his back. Mike, Mike, you're out. It's an enviable position. Mike Edison is outrageous. He screams as he walks. What what brings this song? With with God-given ass. Oh, wait, that's a different song. Well, Pete... Um, well, yes, first of all, what, what's going on? Where are we? Where are what we? Happened? Huh? What happened? Well, you, you, you've you been floating in a tin can. Ah. Uh. You've been uh, floating in a tin can all over Spain in your spaceship. Right. And, and um, uh, the flesh tone's just getting back off tour, not only on the Iberian Peninsula, but also... Hamtramck, Michigan. Yes. Last Sunday. I was in Hamtramck. And how was and how was Hamtramck? Hamtramck was beautiful. Was a joke Johnny Hench, Johnny Hench, and the Henchmen the at, the at the Outer Limits Lounge. Great band. They're one of, America's one a national treasure. He let me stand behind his Farfisa. Ah, yes. You still carrying your Farfisa out on the road with you? Uh, on stateside, yeah, stateside, yes. But uh, Johnny Hench has his own with the emblazoned um, with the Polish eagle. And in Hamtramck, so uh, the Polish I eagle. That's right, the white eagle. The white eagle. You are you are the Polish eagle. That's gonna be my new name. I, for you. I think Pizza you, Rumba, the Polish eagle. I like that. I'm the count. Johnny Hench is the Polish eagle. I like the Polish eagle. Mikey, Mikey, 
Dude, I went to the David Bowie exhibition what happened? at the Brooklyn Museum this week. I thought we were going to talk about your hangover I, first. Well, oh, well, first things first. Are you hungover? It was, <laughs> well, more, more like I'm drunk by now. Um, you know what's really good for a hangover? Drinking too much the night before. That does it. That's great. Dave, you're slow. Hit that button. That, that deserved a, like a, like a The audience something. is going nuts. <laughs> Uh, go, 20 minutes that. late. Is that my hangover, or was he really like 20 minutes late with the rim shot? Um, yeah, it's you. <laughs> he's deep. He, Dave is deep like, today. He, I like that. He, he thinks he's in the CBS FM Hall uh, of Fame. I like that. That's right. very Maybe nice. I'll even tell my cousin Bruce's story later. Wait a second. But, we haven't inter- you haven't introduced the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you haven't introduced the show yet, Mike. The Milkman's Matinee. There you go. That extra hour really bit me in the ass last night. One second it was 1.30 and I was writing... He'll get around to introducing the show. <laughs> One moment it was 1.30 at night and I was drinking a bottle of Calvados and I was writing incomprehensible notes about today's program. I see And that. the next thing I knew, it was 3.30 and I was... And the Calvados was gone and I was, the notes were, uh, well, no more comprehensible. But... but uh, you know what? I'll take care of this. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Roberta's in Bushwick, it's Arts and Seizures with and your host, with your host, Mike Edison. And it's definitely more seizures than arts today. Very good. But, um, and his amiable sidekick, perennial guest co-host, Count Peter Zaremba. That's you. That's right. Here we are. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We have a very lively studio audience. Mikey, you brought something. I did. I brought what snacks. What is this? Is this I like, brought snacks today. Is this the, this is, the, so this is heritage charcuterie. This is some Ah, heritage charcuterie. Uh, okay, tell, try this pepperoni and tell me this I is hate not, pepperoni. What do you mean you hate pepperoni? It's, it's like for people from Jersey. They put oh, it on their pizzas. Oh, fuck off. Try this. This, gonna, pizzas. this is going to change your opinion they about it. They put it on their pizzas. So what's here is that we have some some salumi, uh, the fennel salami that's from oh, uh, Cesare Casella. It's all from Heritage, and our friend uh, Patrick and our friends at Heritage Foods USA. Our good USA. friend Patrick And there's some Foods. beef salumi, salumi di manza here, which manza. is also incredible. The pepperoni Let me, okay. and the beef di manza is made from the Nduya artists in, uh, in Chicago. I guarantee. Try this pepperoni. I was just in Chicago last weekend, and my good friend, speaking of salamarias, uh, my good friend uh, Ben, ben Gert presented me with a DVD of the lost... Duke Mitchell, I can't wait. 1980s mafia extravaganza film, Massacre Mafia style. Nice. So we're going to watch that. That's a boys' night out. Marilla refuses to, to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Christine won't watch it. So we're going to watch. She, she doesn't want to watch it mafia style. But, uh, massacre Mafia. Maybe if it was Wimbledon style, style she'd go for uh, it. She would go for it. A Massacre that. Wimbledon, Wimbledon style. style. Okay, let me try this beef, beefy delight here. And why, from, why did you bring this? What happened? Is this from well, last we, night? We had a little, little dinner party last night. What do you have? What do you have last night? We had a porchetta, which is the kind of the Super Bowl of heritage foods. I mean, mm, I love porchetta. Okay, the thing weighs more than mm. you do. It's it's it's. That's one of those pork r- belly, just pure fat wrapped around pork tenderloin, mm. and it gets to be crackling at the end. What it is is oh, basically, man. it's like pork toffee. I mean, mm. I mean, now tell me that's not the best pepperoni you ever tasted in your life. I'm not eating the. I'm, re- I'm eating the uh, salame de manzo here. Yeah, you think David Bowie enjoyed enjoyed a sausage once in a while? Yeah, I think he had a little pepperoni once in a while. I think yeah. so. A tiny one. Uh oh. I think know. so. I, we were talking about David Bowie, and I said, I went to see David, the David Bowie expo- why exposition. Why did you do that? Why, why did he? Why did, that, why did you do that, Mike? Because I love David why? Bowie. Why do you love Because I love David Bowie. Huh? I've always been a David Bowie fan. Okay, so let me tell you the first time I saw David Bowie, this, what was, one happened? The, this was one of the first rock concerts I'd ever uh, seen. I was mm-hmm. actually, I found the ticket stub. I was actually still only 13. I was These are delicious. Not even quite 14. Right, okay. Yeah. And I. And the girl that invited me to see David Bowie was wearing overalls and no shirt or bra underneath. 
Like just overalls. She was a back- like, like 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 somehow managing to cover like I know that look. You know that in look. Those days. It was a great. It was a good look. It was a good look. I, I, I missed that look, and the, I have no idea why she invited me to go with her. I, I mean, they, I think she was fifteen, which made her quite older than me. Overalls, no bra, and and yet every, everything perfect. And they brought me to see David Bowie. I think because oh, even I always had weed on me. Probably was the only reason they invited me. Anyway, it was it was the greatest concert. And here's what happened: I caught a frisbee. At the concert, which is a very big deal in Madison Square Garden when you're at a rock concert in the 70s, you know, through this giant cloud, you know, of pot smoke. And I, and I caught the frisbee cleanly, uh, much better than like, you know, hitting a beach ball, yeah. you know, or something. Oh, yeah. I, I caught the frisbee and the crowd erupted. And I was going to chuck the frisbee. And I'm, I'm a very good chucker at frisbees. It's one of the five yeah. things I do well. I can really wing a frisbee. And in Madison Square Garden, it's great. It's so much space. But before I did, the guy next to me says, wait, he grabbed the Frisbee from me and he poured a bunch of like white powder on the Frisbee, Ooh. you know, like mystery dust, um, which I didn't question. And I, I snorted it gleefully through like, you know, a, a mm-hmm. rolled up bill. It turned out to be some like wonderfully pure, like crystalline methadrine. Um, it, was, it was back when meth still had a good name. Right, anyway, the lights went down. Had and a great reputation David, then. You know, and well, it, it fucking rocked my 13-year-old brain. But this was a time when 13-year-old snoring dust off of Frisbees was not the... Weirdest thing, weirdest thing that could ever happen. But, but it made a very big impression on me going to see David Bowie, and I loved, loved, loved the show at the at the Brooklyn Museum yesterday. Now, you of course are not really the lightning bolt makeup on the face kind of rock. I'm not. I, when, I, that, when I when I saw that those photos when that came out, I was saying, gee, I kind of like this music. It kind of sounds like real music as opposed to what was being played by most groups. But the, that that yeah, the lightning bolt with the with the spiked orange hair, and you know, and why not? Pete? I didn't actually when he was when he was first came out and he was wearing the dresses and stuff. You know, I was like, okay, you know, he can wear a dress. He kind of looks like a chick. That's cool. You know. But I, not that you have to look like a chick to wear a dress. Weird but. thing in the exposition was like David Bowie, you know, and Ziggy Stardust, or I'm not kidding, wearing a man dress. This is what it said in the little placard. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? It's not a man dress, it's a dress. Are they, trying, are they trying to like like steer it towards some like <laughs> heteronormalcy? <laughs> it's, like, it's a man dress. It's a dress, and he looks great in it. It's a man dress. I like a man dress once. I, I, believe I just me. Ha- well, who, I thought I looked good when I do it. What's that hideous thing though? That black thing that looks like a gown. Oh, see, that's 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 that couture of rock that you fucking st- can't stand. I hate that but you know shit. what's fucking worse is fucking Mick Jagger in a football outfit. Like when he's decided he had to dress like an NFL player on that fucking door. Much worse than David Bowie coming out and like like something that's like ridiculous and, and you know gaudy and really influenced by by Dada and Tristan Zara and, and, and all these things. And yes, it's, it's ludicrous and it it's, is and it's it is. But, uh, otherwise, but the thing is, David Bowie's in on his own joke. Right. Sometimes Mick Jagger doesn't seem like no, he gets it. It's like Andy Andy Kaufman when when he got into the wrestling, he actually went into the ring. So I want to see Jagger on the gridiron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to see him running out there, you know, yeah, running and, around. Yeah, and, and, and singing the ballads on key. So, so how's that pepperoni? Have you tried pe- the pepperoni? I've tried. Yet? Okay, let me try pepperoni. I'm telling you, the pepperoni is great. Oh man, let me. Is it we red? It's the red do. stuff. Is this pepperoni? Yeah, that's the red pe- thing. No, that's the pepperoni. Let me try it. It will not disappoint. I'm telling you. Mmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not that crap that you get over. You know. I tell you. It's not the Maspeth version of this of pepperoni. You know, I gotta say, it tastes good. Mm. But you know what? But these pepperonis, there ain't much left of them after you clean them, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I gotta say about that. So I think we should do a song. We um, we had um, before you, you left town. Song? What about the David flesh tones? And where were you again? You were you were in Spain. I was all over Spain, and then last weekend we were like in. 
Euclid Beach. We did the uh, oh. Get Hip Records party in uh, in fabulous Pittsburgh, home of Andy Wahola. Uh, um, yeah, your friend Andy Warhol. My my friend, my ex friend. You still regret not going home with him, don't you? Uh, actually, yeah, I've changed my mind about that. I should have gone home with him. I and, think you should have. With him and Truman, and what uh, you, and you, Bianca. What, what were you thinking? You know what? I didn't want to leave my two friends. That like they were good. They would be too jealous. Is quite frankly, and I didn't have any money in my pocket, you know, to get like, That's okay. home. You know, so I think Andy would have taken good care of you. Yeah, you think so? He's pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so Truman was all right, though. Truman, <laughs> Truman got me a few, uh, a few gin and tonics. So in the, in the David Bowie thing, I mean, there are yeah, lots, of, lots of surprises. Is this in a museum or something? So yeah, it's at the Brooklyn Museum. And you know, the weird thing is, like, you know, That's I went last museum. year to see it's a fantastic museum. Fantastic. And I. Uh, Last year, we went to see the Stones exhibition, whatever that thing was called, which was not in a museum. It was, you know, like, like you know. I didn't see that either. Uh, but worthwhile. I mean, lots of lots of costumes. Lots yeah. of, I mean, Mick Jagger, you know, lots of designs, costumes in the 70s, the 80s, and fashion. I mean, I mean, also fashion and music and art, oh, but man. not like David Bowie, you know. It's like the Stones thing couldn't play in a museum. The Stones thing had to, like, be in, you know, an exhibition hall. Right. And it was enjoyable, and I like seeing, you know, some guitars and some outfits and, you know, and Alexander McQueen designed this. Oh, yeah, and, I, I like you know, And this one was... Sure. Influenced by you know this and that, the other thing. it was you know, wonderful, but it truthfully, doesn't belong in, in a museum where the David Bowie stuff you really feel like it was like was like legit. It kind of looked like it belonged in a museum to begin with, in a certain way. It was very, you know, what I'm saying. It's so rough when you see it, though. You know, Ooh. like you, th- you look at these things, you know, that are actually meant to be seen from a distance, right? Like these big stage things. And when you get you up close, you can sort of see kind of like like the cracks, the, the, you know, yeah, you the know, shittiness and, and, and the wrinkles, the shoddiness. And, you know, and as, especially when there was really no budget in the early days. Yeah, but anyway, what I loved, one thing I loved about it was there was this photo shoot. Um, there's a video of him doing a photo shoot. Yeah, this had to be like around 2004 or so. Not the young David Bowie. And he was fooling around with the guitar, yeah. and uh, he played a little bit of Gene Genie. And he yeah. did a few other things, but but the song that he really ran through, we loved, was uh, the old Jimmy Reed song, um, "Maybe What You Want Me to Do." So I thought we'd give but that. You said, but you said uh, he did uh, it with a twist. It. He did it all. Uh, he just like slammed it like Elvis, like Elvis did. Presley. Just slammed it. Oh uh, well, you know, everyone loves you know, Elvis. So, like, I, I mean, love Elvis. I mean, Bowie famously too, when he was doing "The Man Who Fell to Earth," yes. had this big trunk of books with him that he brought to the set, and you're looking at it, and it's got like some Dostoevsky, and it's got things that, that you would expect, like some Anthony. Uh, um, uh, Burgess and, and William Burroughs yeah. and, and things, and then there was like the biography of Little Richard. Yeah. You, you know, it's, 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 you know what? He did begin as a rock and roller. I think he ended as a rock and roller too. I, I believe I might. Be Anyways, I, I thought, what the hell was that, Dave? All right, so I thought we'd anyway. I thought, I thought you know, as long as you and I have been playing the blues, I thought here I and David Bowie do the Jimmy Reed song. Let's do it, I Dave. think uh, this this one's going to be added to the set. Here we go. Oh, and by the way, it is Arts and Seizures. Oh. <laughs> you got me running, you got my hot, you got me run, hot, hot, run any way you want, let it roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do what you want me, baby, what you want me to go. I'm going up, I'm going down, I'm growing up. Come on, Pete. 
You got my heart, you got my peeping, you got my heart peep, heart peep any way you want to roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. You got to do what you want me. Baby, let want you to do. Come on, Pete, one more time. down the drain all right now i'll tell you a story okay chop, my, chop, chop. my first job right i'm working uh my first paid job i'm working for a, a big rock and roll empresario here in new york named ron delsner so part of my job i'm st- I'm, I'm like uh, 16 years old or whatever i'm standing in his office he's getting phone calls from all around the world you know so anyway uh, i'm standing there waiting for him to send me with a contract or a check to somebody or whatnot and I notice on his desk, amidst all the uh, paraphernalia and promo stuff, he's got an advanced copy of a 45 of Suffragette City and uh, Starman, David Bowie. Nice now, one. I had a picture sleeve, and I, rec- I recognized David Bowie because he got a little bit of airplay with his uh, Space Oddity. And there was a little bit of a sensation because his first album jacket ha- had him with a dress sprawled on a sofa, and they, they withdrew it because it was shocking. So... Uh, I kind of was looking at it, and then uh, Ron tells him, a very nervous, uh, sweaty little guy, and he's like, finally looks up, and he goes, do you want this thing? <laughs> and I said, yes. And so he gave it to me, and that was my first Bowie record. It was an advanced uh, copy of Suffragette uh, City. All right, thanks, for, thanks to Ron Delson. Ronnie, had a, a great song. And, and, I, and, and actually, because of that, I did go see his premiere of his uh, Spiders from Mars at Carnegie Hall. Which was a great show. Uh, with with a, it was a great band, great show, and like really Mick Ronson. You know, he meant so much to so many. It was people. it was a great show, David, quite frankly. David Bowie. In fact, know? I liked it so much that I pilfered the number. There was a, a brass number played on my seat, and quite frankly, yes, I did. I stole it. So you I don't actually like, like when you're like at home alone. You're not like you don't wear like. The lightning bolt makeup, just yeah, like, like when you're home with your dresses. wife, just put on a, a man dress. dress. It's, it's you know, a I, man dress. I wish I looked good in one. I just, I just, I just don't have the body. I for think it. you. I, think I used actually, to be a perfect. I used to be a perfect size six. I, <laughs> I think you look good. <laughs> Not so much these days. This, this is delicious. We have to eat more of this. Stuff. You get past the process. I'm gonna wait. But what is the? What is the? <laughs> give me that back. What is this red stuff? That pepperoni. That's pep- that's called pepperoni. It, and what are they in Jersey? They put that on their pizzas, right? And like the frozen uh, pizza, the the Red Baron style pizza, right? Frozen, tombstone just, pizzas. They put this shit on oh, it. Man. The stuff is good. It is good, actually. Yeah. I'm I'm joking about the pepperoni. Yeah. You know. I see you're writhing there in your seat. You're dying to sing mm. a song. I think you should sing a song. Mm, not mm. yet. Oh man. Mm. Not yet. Anyway, the people at Oak Street, yet. the the, the <laughs> not so awkward date table. They're having uh, two pizzas, and there's pepperoni on their pizza. I noticed. Uh. No, that doesn't seem too awkward. No, they're, they're, although she's kind of paying more attention to her phone than she is to her date. Well, that's too bad. He's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, nice guy. She, she's eating pepperoni. She is eating pepperoni. People love pepperoni. It's so, a, what about your pork? Your porchetta. Oh, the porchetta. Oh, let me tell you something, dude. You're that something. porchetta, the, the pork toffee, the crackling gets good. Oh, you man. put it in the oven. Ooh. This this porchetta, it comes, um, you know, pre-rolled by this genius hut in San Francisco, Tomas Odermatt. He's like a third-generation Swiss butcher, um, very famous for having one of the first famous food trucks 
yeah. out in the parking lot in San Francisco by the ferry building. There, oh, yeah. Right? The guy made one sandwich for like 20 years because he was trying to perfect it. Right. <laughs> you know, because that's the way you got to do it. Right? You got to own that thing. Like 20 years later, he like, you know, expanded the menu to like another sandwich. Yeah. That was it, that, you know, and that was the porchetta sandwich and the porchetta from our friends at Heritage comes pre-rolled with twine and it's, I said, the pork belly and this beautiful um, heritage pork and it's it's just like this cornucopia of pork goodness and you put mm. it in the oven that and you jack good. the fucking temperature. You go, you put it in there for like 500 degrees right. until everything gets Sear crick, crack it. crackling and the, and the fat is like and, like and then lower and do like low and slow so you get oh, the yeah. middle to like the perfect medium, oh, gosh. You know, medium for the pork. And what and do you pair that with? with you were just guzzling I find I find it makes wine taste very good. I find. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had, we had some, some pretty spectacular uh, Cabernet from Walla Walla, Washington last night and also we were, we were toying with a little Chianti that amusing little sure. vintage. Was that Kyle McLaughlin's? Yeah. To get started, uh, 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 Kyle McLaughlin has, has, has mixed wine. Yeah, in Walla Walla. Walla Walla. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know Walla, Walla. that. See that, and I had to settle. How's, how's his acting career going? Well, he just did Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh right, right, you don't have right, enough right, echo on your voice, Peaks. Dave. Dave, more echo, please, on your voice. We need to do a show dedicated to how David Lynch has completely run out of ideas. Well, that happened, that happened <laughs> a while ago. Right? This is like the third relaunch of uh, Twin Peaks. I was a big Twin Peaks fan. I've, I, I've not gotten around to watching the reboot. But I, uh, I gotta say, I was an, I was OG original uh, yeah. Twin Peaks fan. Well, it's nice they've got, you they like the new they, one. Then they got that on television. To me, yeah. that's always like like wow. They put that on like primetime TV. Yeah, they they sure say. I was watching too. I like that. I've heard, I've heard yeah, some good yeah. things about. It. You been watching TV? You watch TV? I, 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 well, we we were watching movies. We watched. Uh, uh, Shape of Water. We were doing a, a Oscar an thing. Oscar thing. Yeah, so we watched Shape of Water. The they, they, they just happened, right? I hate the fucking Oscars. I, I hate them too. But it's like I don't need to be I'm reminded that there's an aristocracy in this country. Yeah. You weren't here when we had the porn star on. No, I missed. Speaking the porn of who's star. won many awards and has made has made like four hundred times. Uh, we had Joanna Angel here of Burning Ooh. Angel, Ooh. and um, she has made like four hundred more movies than Meryl Streep has. You know what? And probably more interesting. More than one level. You see that? While you're having your porchetta, I, we had to settle. Oh, yeah. You're, with, you're, you're, you're Stop and Shop duck. Yeah, but uh, okay, you go to Stop and Shop, and they have that Lake, uh, Lake uh, Brom from Quebec. It's the duck capital of North America, Lake Brom in Quebec. The duck capital of North America. Yes, it sure is. They have a duck festival. Le Capitaine du Canard. Yeah, yeah. And so they have the Magret de Canard, which oh, never seems to sell quick enough. And so you, you go to Stop Shop, and it's vacuum-packed, and it's half price. And so you, you bet, man. Right on, the, right on the skillet. You know, you score the fatty side. You, you, you hit that for like four minutes, burn it down there, and then you flip it over and brown the other side the, for another four. Those duck breasts oh. are really are like... A, like our buddy Patrick at Heritage Voice says, are, are, the, are the ribeye of this guy? Dave just took off. I think the we invited this guy. <laughs> there you go. He Dave ran out. Dave just fled the booth. He, had, he doesn't want to hear about right. Doc. Well, you know what we can do now? Yeah, we can play a song. Run amok. <laughs> Run amok. There we go. I think we should do a song. What song should we do? Should I, don't, I don't know. I think something like tender. And but this, this, this is like a goodbye kind of tune. I don't well, know. Are we ready to say goodbye? Uh, Are you ready to introduce the show yet? <laughs> we're going to get started any time. We're running, we're running pretty fast on this today, but it's what we do here in Arts and Sisters. Seizures. By the way, Wait, you can't, I, don't have, tell me it's by, by, the, by the way, next week we have the great Simon Chardier is coming to visit us. Simon Chardier? Simon Chardier is... Um, 
the best guitar player in New York City. Oh, with the, out a Simon doubt. Bar Sinister. Simon Bar Sinister. And um, he's coming back for a repeat performance. I saw Simon and his band, jazz band, The Rooftoppers. You know, Simon, he's so funny because his new record sounds like Minor Threat. I mean, it's just like an absolute old school thrash record. And then I go to see him play and he's playing bebop. No, he's amazing. And, and it's just astonishing. He, he is the best guitar player in New York. You know, he lives out in Rockway. He surfed during like the, like the, the hurricane. He's he a surfer surfs, too. But, but he surfs like when, when everybody else that's is like what, no, worried about go. like, you know, like, the house. Snow apocalypse. He's like, yeah, the waves. And um, he said the problem though with the storm though. I, I was talking to him, and this is a pretty good metaphor for <laughs> a lot of things. He said the next day he says it was low tide. He goes the waves were seven feet high, but oh. the water was only one foot deep. All right. Because so riding that wave seemed like a good idea, yeah. but that's how you get hurt. Yeah, right. Bam. Big waves, yeah. but no depth. No depth. Right. Okay, Bam. so when take that... that as a metaphor for whatever you want. And Simon also rides this ridiculous longboard. David's that, back. That like no one like you know since you know you know I mean it's the size of like a station wagon. I mean these things these things are not quite quite uh, in vogue these days. Simon's old school and and the last real man out in Rockway. So he's coming on next week. And after that we have our friend Corey Powell who uh, works with Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh yeah. And and he's um a big Fleshtones fan and he's dying to meet you. I'm dying to meet him. All right. Just, good. just dying. Okay. As 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 Mick Jagger said some Puerto Rican girls that is just dying to worst, meet you. Not the worst song they've ever done, but, <laughs> but it should be fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Possibly. I, you know, I it mean, was I big at studio, though. Inappropriate. Oh, dude. Oh, he's dude. just going, he's, he's getting random in the, in the booth, right? You know, I mean, like, I, mean I, I don't want to talk about it, but like, it's what's amazing about David, too, is like those last records he made were so good. Are they? Like the next day. I haven't heard I, I mean, I mean, Blackstar got more attention because it was sort of like he stage managed his death and to like watch the video for Lazarus. I mean, I can't watch it without crying and you know he knew what was going on with his body and he knew what he was leaving yeah. behind but the next day which he put out the year before on his birthday no one even knew he recorded it and it's just like it's this great record it belongs like next to low and, and, and lodger and heroes it's really that good oh man it goes and, in the canon of, of uh, david bowie's great it's, it's great and, alongside and, of the man who sold the world oh uh, you know which is a great record to make so many records that don't sound the same but to miss so many consecutively good records the stones never did that bruce springsteen never did that i mean a run of records you know starting with like if we just start with ziggy we can go back to hunky dory but you have a lot the same hunky dory is a great record and then you come to berlin and you put these three great records and and it's amazing. And then he was experimental, and God bless him for that, in the 90s. But then to end his career on two very strong avant-garde art statements that are extremely emotionally charged, it's just, it's just pretty Go to the music. To Brooklyn Museum until when, Mikey? I don't fucking know. I'm not, chilling. That, I'm I not went, chilling for the Brooklyn this Museum. This week, I'll I, tell you what, instead, it, I went to the MoMA to see the Club 57 show. Mom, before, hey. Mama. Hey. Before that closes, because, it, of course, there's a... Peripheral uh, references with me and, and uh, flesh my mug is yeah my mug's on the wall. That's but, good. Well, but, you made it. I don't. Yeah, I made it. There's yeah. some of my work up on it, unattributed, but up on the wall. Which uh, you know, whatever. That's how. That's how. You know what? I wanted. To, I invited those two curators to be on the show, and and Ron said, "Oh, good. Have their have." The Arts and Seizures uh, press secretary contact our press secretaries. Yeah. And then I said, okay, forget it. Uh, already, uh, two non sequiturs put together there. I, you know, who's, who's <laughs> we have a better chance of getting David Bowie on the show. Oh, you probably probably less bullshit involved. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's play this song. All right. Get, is this All song right. by well, the great Brooke Benton? I think we should. Very I think much we should. a guy, very much uh, not, not getting his due, but uh, 
you know? Well, maybe if you'd put like uh, lightning bolt face paint. Yeah, that's what he needs. Uh, 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 and wear more dashikis and lightning bolt. Uh, you know, you know, a man dressed, a man dashiki dressed. To bring it back to professional wrestling, yes, as it should, <laughs> as, as, as it should. Um, when I'm the, out of when beer. the Road Warriors came out, when these yes. guys with these painted faces, remember, and this tag team who were like just like. You know, unbeatable. Like, like there's these monster tag team, and it really changed the business because no one was really doing the, the uh, painted face gags. And finally, Vince McMahon, he hated it because he didn't think I it was hated good. They're, well, they're all oh, dude. They, you see, old why school. am I being why, oh, old, old school? school why is it suddenly I'm the baby face on the show? That's it. You know, you, I, you don't play the heel very well. I'm the heel, baby. Right, hey, let's, let's take it to the ring. I said you have to come around and regard this. Okay, people, people at home. You can't say it. He's coming around. He's knocked over his beer on the table. I want that beer. I'm out. Um, it's a disaster. Here. Here we go. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Let's just play. We'll, we'll clean this up. Come on. Here we go. Oh, Dave saves the day. You do windows? You do windows. No, he doesn't do it. People at home, there's, there's, you asked me about the tin can up in the, the tin can. The tin can. That I'm in says King of Beers. This is you no. Know, this is a really good Belgian beer. What's it called? Oh, it's be- called Budweiser. Right? Right, the, Bu- the Belgians own it. Why not? Why not? Why not? Arts and seizures people. Right, right. We'll the the Great Brook This gone by my too fast. Uh, One, right. two, three, four. <laughs> Someday, someway, you realize that you've been blind. Yes, darling, you're gonna need me again. It's just a matter of time. Go on, go on, till you. The end of the line I know You need me again It's just a matter of time After I gave you Everything that I had You laughed And you called me a clown But remember In your quest a fortune and flee What goes up Must come down I know I know That one day You'll wake up and find That my love Was the true love It's just A matter of time Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.